Hey, my friends, welcome to Tea Talk with Ty, the podcast that encourages you to take a sip and chat about life, wellness, love, and everything else in between. <laughs> I'm your host and new BFF, Ty Wonder, and I'm cheering you on to greatness. So grab a cup of coffee, tea, or whatever you prefer to sip on, get cozy, and let's chat. All right, welcome to Tea Talk with Ty. And on this episode, we have Melissa Kreischer. I want to butcher. There you go. Say it one for me one more time. It's Kreischer. Kreischer. Yes. Yeah, I was about to butcher that completely. Girl, the COVID stopped it from being so much <laughs> easier, but that's happening next month. So it'll be I know. Next I'm month so it'll excited. be sure. Easy. <laughs> I know, right? Welcome, Melissa. Um, before we get started, um, on a very personal note, I want to thank Melissa for uh, being one of our heroes as a nurse. You're a nurse, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, she's one of the, the nurses during this COVID crisis. So thank you. Thank you for all that you do for keeping all of us safe. Absolutely. And um, let's get let's get started. I had to say that first, though. You're one of our heroes. So... Um, to get started, can you tell us, uh, kind of about where you're from and where you live now? And then since they can't see you, please share your ethnicity. Absolutely. Well, my name is Melissa Kreischer, as Ty said. Um, I was born and raised in Redding, Pennsylvania, which is 55 miles west of Philadelphia. Um, I currently live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and I am a white girl. <laughs> um, my, I just a little background about where I grew up in the neighborhood I grew up in, in Reading. So maybe, um, as we get into this conversation, um, there can be some understanding on my thoughts of, and why I feel the way I do with what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, um, went to, a, a graduated from an ethnically diverse high school. Um, I have a lot of black friends as, mm-hmm. as Ty put some chocolate. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and my neighborhood was um, a mix of, you know, black people, Puerto Rican people. We even had one Asian girl lived up the street from us, too. I think she was Korean. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where I'm from. And I, like I said, I currently live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So big difference between the North and the South, for sure. I can Absolutely. say that. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So um, do you want to start off by telling us your current thoughts, feelings, and emotions about how um, all the current events is making you feel in this time? Well, um, right now, I, my, my heart goes out to the black community. It's something that, you know, I think we've been suppressed. Some people have been suppressing. I just don't want to say all people. I think mm-hmm. some people have been suppressing as far as the, the issue that it's a real issue. Um, I know my history, you know, I wasn't do so well in history in school, but I, I know the history, you know, with the slavery, you know, Civil War, the whole nine yards. Um, but I, I guess maybe because of where I grew up and because of the way we were as a community in our neighborhood and not having seen things that we're seeing in, you know, in, on social media nowadays, maybe we were, I don't want to use the word blind but I'm gonna use it maybe we were just blind to it because it was just we all got we all we all got along you know what I mean right so 
Um, but I'm just all the things I'm seeing on social media. It is, and again, we should probably disconnect from that sometimes. But absolutely, it, it, it's hard not to look away because you you want to you want to see what's going on. You want to know where you can you know where where you can put direct your prayers and your thoughts and what you can do to help. And I think what makes me sad is that there's a lot of a lot of arguing back and forth on the socials about if you're silent, you don't care. But there are people who, you know, do care. I care. I may not be loud and yelling at people about what's going on on social media, but I do care. Um, one thing that I have learned through all this is, and I, I know this is going to sound stupid, it's going to sound ignorant, but I'm going to confess being ignorant about um, the term white privilege. Mm. Um, having grown up where I grew up, Ty, it, you know, right in Pennsylvania is in Berks County. Then you have the surrounding areas in within the county. And if you were from Reading, you were automatically judged as being ghetto, you know, thug, whatever. You know, mm. even if you were white. So I always thought white privilege meant that you were a white person and you were privileged because of your the neighborhood you lived in, the car you drove, the money you made, the clothes mm. you wore. But this has really opened my eyes and now, knowing that I have this so-called privilege. I don't like it. I'm mm. going to be honest. I don't like the fact. It, it makes me sad to know that because of the color of my skin, I have a privilege. And that's not how it should be. It yeah. makes me sad to see my my, my brother. My, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use chocolate because I know you like that. <laughs> to see my chocolate friends being, you know, judged by the color of their skin. That, that, mm. It's just not right. It, it saddens me. And I said this to my fiance and, you know, again, maybe I'm being ignorant to other issues in the world, but why is it the chocolate people? Why has this been going on with them for so long? You see, other mm -hmm. races have their issues, Ty, but why? This is what upsets me. I cry. Girl, I'm emotional over it. I, I went to Panera yesterday and picked up um, my, you know, to get lunch for me and Mike and as I was waiting for my my to-go order a black man came in chocolate man and he was just you're fine that's just my preference he came in and you know just to pick up his mobile order that was you know and he's there looking and you know the social distancing guidelines are in place you know which way you can walk right. in the stores and you know he just I was just looking at him I wanted to hug him Ty Aww. I wanted to go up to him and hug him and say you know what I'm with you I'm praying for you I'm going to do all I can to educate myself because I want to do better for my, for my, for the black community. You know, I, I, in my profession, all lives matter, mm -hmm. but, and that's, but that's in my profession. Mm -hmm. And you know what? And I do feel that that is true. But right now I feel like when people say that to the black community, it's like a slap in the face to them right. because you're totally disregarding what is, at hand here right you know again i just i i I'm, I'm 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 praying ty again i'm educating myself you know mm -hmm. before i said to you what about not knowing exactly what white privilege meant mm -hmm. i texted my son that last night because mm -hmm. i needed to my, i told mike my fiance but i mm -hmm. had to text my son and be like jonathan mm -hmm. i'm gonna tell you something and i'm embarrassed to say this you know what he said he goes mom he said that's good he said that you understand 
He said, in that, he said, but now you need to do the work. You need to educate yourself. And again, Ty, that's exactly what I've been doing. I mean, yeah, I, I watched Harriet Tubman last night. Mike mm -hmm. pulled it up on, on demand and we, we sat and watched it. And there were just so many things like, you know, that woman was a rebel. You want to talk about yeah, a rebel? Yeah. Girl, yeah, I was yeah. like, look at her go. <laughs> I was like, she is the, she is the rebel. Look at her. Right. And it's just to see the way that they treated slaves back then. It's like, why? I, I, that's my big question, Ty. Why? Why? Why is this still going on? Right. And it's like, again, I'm educating myself. I'm looking for I'm looking at areas where I can donate. I made a donation to, I forget what it was called. Um, and But again, it's just, you know, I'm just wanting to educate myself. Because mm -hmm. I, I want to know why. Right. Well, first off, I'm going to say thank you for your honesty, you know, with being honest that you wouldn't quite sure what black or black black privilege we don't have that white privilege means because i don't think a lot of people really did understand it you know they just kind of thought it was on the surface just like you did and honestly i didn't get it either you know um at one point but it's like it's it's clear you know if you and i both get pulled over I'm gonna be scared out of my mind. First thing I'm gonna do is start contacting people, letting them know, hey, I've gotten pulled over, this is where I'm at. Um, I know one time I went Facebook Live to say, hey, I got pulled over, I'm in the middle of nowhere. You know, I just need people to know real time, this is what's happening. Whereas you, on the other hand, I'm like, oh, hey, officer, what, you know, what happened? Here's your license and registration. You know, and that's more so of the privilege thing. Like, even if he's a very friendly officer, I'm still scared, you know, I'm still nervous. Um, you know, not because I did anything wrong, but just because, you know, I could move too quick. You know, my daughter might move, you know, out of, out of fear and, you know, we might not be able to live to tell about it. Um, and that's more so how I look at the, the privilege. Now you guys don't have the same fears that we do when we see the police. Um, and that speaks volumes about your son, by the way, that he, you know, immediately said what he said to you. That is really awesome. Well, I, um, I, I just, I didn't raise him like that. You know, I don't, I mean right. the bad way. I, I raised him in a good way. You know, I raised, you know, again, why I think, you know, the whole thing about white, you know, why, why I thought white privilege was what it was, because we moved out of the city of Reading and we moved in, when I moved him into one of the county schools, the Karens. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the minute I told them I was from Reading, it was like, oh. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I was like, I don't want to be involved. And honestly, Ty, I did not want to be involved. I'm like, I don't have time for people like you. Right. And it, it, it's sad but true. And, you know, and every time, you know, my, again, my kid was a rebel. And every time, like, if things happened, and, and again, in my defense mechanism, the first thing I'd say to the vice principal was, it's because he's from Reading, right? It's exactly, that's why it is. It's because he's from Reading. You think wow. we're all trouble. You think we're all this and, you know, whatever. But, right. But right. Anyways. Those isms exist, whether it's race, classism, social, like all of the isms, you know, they all exist. And it's so crazy that people don't realize it's all the same thing when you're targeting, you know, one group because of whatever reason. It's mm -hmm. all the same thing. Right. And um, I think, have you, this is going to sound like an ignorant question, but nope. it, 
you know, just for the sake of the conversation, you mentioned that you saw Harriet. Have you seen Roots at all? Nope, I have not. Okay. Is that something you um, recommend? I do. I do. I think um, it's it's a movie for many, many years. Every February, I would sit down and watch The Roots and The Roots Next Generation, um, mostly because I grew up, um, I grew up in the South, but it it wasn't as culturally diverse. We were more vanilla populated than anything. So there was something like I wasn't used to outward racism. You know, it was more of like silence racism. Like we could never have more than two black cheerleaders on the cheerleading team, on the varsity team. You know, and like you knew it was an unspoken rule. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. Four of you have been cheering all through elementary school and made every team. Only two of y'all are making varsity. Um, so I was used to that type of subtle racism more than, you know, being called the N-word or, you know, having to worry about the police or any of that type of thing. That didn't come until I was, you know, an adult and out of the South, per se, the Deep South. But um, I, it was one of those movies that, although I read the book, I watched it to, to kind of just get an understanding of what my ancestors went through. Now, um, in February, I felt like Minnie T was old enough to um, understand the movie because she was asking questions about, you know, slavery and how all of that worked. Um, and we started watching it, which was really tough. You know, I allowed her to ask eight million darn questions. <laughs> um, so many questions. Well, why did they do that? And I had to keep telling her, baby, I don't know. But um the one thing I will say now, looking at it again, because she wanted to start watching it again. I don't know. It's so it's long. It's a great movie. It's just long. And my attention span is not that great these days. <laughs> but um, watching it back again when I was watching it last night with her, it really helped me to understand, um, or I, I shouldn't say understand, it really made me realize that the hurt is so deep rooted, you know, it's not just one or two generations. It's not just, you know, my mom was born in 1960. So she was, you know, alive when segregation was still a thing, mm -hmm. you know, it goes beyond her and beyond, you know, her mother and beyond them, like to see people minding their own business in one place and being tortured and made to come somewhere else and do work and beaten and and everything being taken from them it it helped me understand why we as a population the the, the chocolate community hurt so bad because it's so deep-rooted you know like we've never we never had a fair shake in the beginning because we weren't immigrants you know we didn't come here on our own accord you know, we were we were brought here um, without any choice or any way to get back to where we came from if it didn't work. Um, and looking at that, um, the the beginning segments where Kunta Kinte was brought to America, um, it was just it was just heartbreaking. Like, wow, that was 1750, I think, in the movie. And it's like, in some ways, it doesn't seem much different. 
you know, as far as how it feels like we're looked at at times. Um, so I, I would, I would recommend, especially to understand why, as a culture, we're so passionate about our culture. You know, I feel like, as a chocolate person, like especially February. I don't want to be one of those people that that beat it over the head. I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black. You know, like <laughs> I have friends that do that. No, like no disrespect, no judgment. Um, I just, I'm always so big on diversity and feeling like uh, no one should be offended or anything else. Not that they should be offended because I'm black, but just saying like, I don't want to keep saying it over and over and over again. You already know, you got eyes, you can see the color of my skin. Um, but at the same time, we have to be proud as a culture because, you know, every day we, we fight the odds because if things hadn't changed, we would still be in slavery. You know, we don't have, it is not a law for us to be able to vote. We have the right to vote. So they could take that away at any time and say, well, okay, well, black people cannot vote anymore, period. Um, and watching, watching Roots um, and the Roots Next Generation, which is like what happened um, in the 1900s, coming up into the 60s or 70s, I believe, um, will help you understand like why so many of us are so devastated right now because we thought we had come so far from um, the times of being you know, beaten, abused, called all kinds of names and everything else. And here we are still not, um, we still have to walk out the door fearful every day for us and our loved ones. So yeah, that, that was, that's a really good one to watch. If you, it's long now, I will tell you it is long, but it is worth it. It will make you cry. Okay, um, I was crying last yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, a good friend of mine, actually, well, a, a good acting friend of mine was in Harriet. Um, um, it's It will make you cry. Like, my, my daughter was just like, Mommy, why are you crying? <laughs> um, but it, it, it makes you emotional, you know? You think, I think a lot of us, too, um, thought after we had a chocolate president in office, that maybe we're start seeing some equality, and it turns out in reality that it was not the case. You know, we're still some of us are to some to some ignorant people. We're still looked at as less than, and that's a deep rooted heart issue that comes from again not just their generation or the generation before them. It's you know their great 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 grandfather you know, probably was a member of the KKK, had a plantation or whatever, you know what I mean? And it's it's a deep-rooted heart issue for both sides, honestly. And let me stop rambling. This is your interview. No, you're okay. <laughs> but I hope that was, you know, helped to clear it up when you kept saying why. You don't understand why. It's It's deep. It goes back to, you know, when we were brought here. Um, you know, they saw us less than intelligent. And if you watch the movie, you'll see what they actually say it. Um, you know, they're not smart enough to do this. Um, they wouldn't know this. 
they can't do that, you know, and, and it was basically, well, we're giving them the best life because we're bringing them here, you know, and it shows them before they were brought to America, they were, you know, within their tribes and living their lives. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad or a good thing that we were here. I'll put it that way. Does shed a lot of light, Ty. It really does. I mean, I just, like I said, you know, you can, you can care about people, you know, and you can be like question why and pray for them, but I, that that does a lot, you know. Praying, I mean, I'm not trust me. Prayer goes a long way. And be supportive and listen. Uh, ask questions. Um, one of there was a there's a story being shared um, on social media of a lady here who had a, a repairman come to her house and you know with everything you know just recently with everything that's going on and she actually sat down and had that uncomfortable conversation with him and you know mm. at the end she was you know she felt like she was educated I'm gonna share it just so okay but um, yeah we do have to have these conversations and. I wanted to come on here and I volunteered because I, I wanted to learn. This is part mm -hmm. of me wanting to learn. So I can't be like, oh yeah, I understand. No, I want to be informed. I want to be educated. I am, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to learn and you have to, you know, you just have to, you can't just be like, oh, I'll pray for them. No, I mean, you can, like, again, you can pray, but it's, like I said, I just, it's, it's just hard. You know? Right. Right. It is. It definitely is. But I mean, that's I, that's the uh, the reason why I wanted to have people come on and we have these conversations. Um, because uh, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us educating ourselves, learning things about the other culture and trying to see everything from both ends of the spectrum for us to really come together and for things to change. You know, and I know that unless some things affect you, you know, you don't really pay attention to it, you know, and that's just like human nature. Right. So if racism doesn't really exist in your community until someone that you know brings it up or something like this happens to where it's you can't escape it, you know, it's not to say that you didn't care, but you were inadvertently ignorant to it because it was nothing to you. You you know what I mean? And so I, I hope, you know, it's not something that you feel bad about because you, you wouldn't have had it. It's not your struggle. You wouldn't have had to, you know, know certain things, but I think, um, I personally feel like, and this is another reason why I'm letting her sit down and watch roots is because, you know, our history books don't really tell the story of how America was became America that it did. And I feel like because we haven't adequately learned our history, we're still reliving it. You know, it was just in the 60s that we were in the same place with people um, protesting and unfortunately rioting and looting 
you know, because of the same issue, police brutality, no equality, you know, we were just there in my mother's lifetime, you know, and here we are now in my daughter's lifetime. We're going through the same thing. So we have to, you know, have conversations, you know, across the line so that we can, we can erase the line and come together, you know? Yeah. I, um, like I said, I've been listening, um, so like just social media, like I said, sometimes you want to disconnect from the social media, but you know, absolutely. It's, it's heartbreaking, but at the same time, like I'm getting, I am getting a lot of education. Um, I'm sure you've seen my post with Alex from Peloton mm-hmm. and he's my favorite instructor and because mm-hmm. he, he's just, he, you know, he's very motivating. He's, you know, doesn't sugarcoat shit. And I actually, um, scrolling through my IG stories and I came across a, um, well, you know, one of his, his story this morning mm-hmm. and just the things he spoke about, you know, and it's, it's sad. You know, I, I, I cried with him. He's, you know, he doesn't, he's at the point, you know, where he shouldn't have, you know, he, he texts, he says he texts his mom every day because that's just how he was raised. You know, that's, yeah. You know. But he said, now he's like, my mom's like, you know, I, if I see you on your IG, I know you're okay. He's texting her like every, she's texting him every two hours. Are you okay? Are you okay? And that should not, a mother shouldn't have, I mean, a mother should worry, but right. she shouldn't have to do that. Right. You know, and right. yeah, you know, my my son, you know, back to my son. He, um, everybody's sharing Martin Luther King and you know all the good quotes, and there's nothing wrong with that. But let's mm-hmm. not again sugarcoat it. Right. You got to be real because he shared the one. He said, you know, this. He said, but nobody talks about what happened after that and what they did. Right. right. You, know, you know, my like I said, my my son is real and he's very. I mean, he has a genius IQ, and sometimes to be honest, the the conversations that he and I have go over our head but the one I think one of the most important things that that child has ever said to me was Mm -hmm. mom don't follow religion follow Jesus because Jesus was a cool dude and he loved everybody (laughs) I love it this is true that is very true but you know it's like I said I've just I am wanting to I'm wanting to learn and that's that's where I'm at Ty I I want to learn I want to know again the what you know why Right. I can't just sit back and, I mean, again, you can pray, but after a while, you know, that faith without works. Faith without works is dead, right. Exactly. Because that, 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 that verse came to my head yesterday, and I was like, what can I do? I need to do more than pray. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, and it's just, and again, maybe it's because why I'm passionate about wanting to learn more. Maybe it's because of where I grew up and the people I grew up yeah. around and the people I was friends with. You know, I'll be right. honest with you, I, used to be like, I would rather have a sister back me up before a white girl. <laughs> Seriously, Yvonne. I mean, I am dead serious. I'm coming from a place of the heart. I mean, I will not, I'm not going to lie. It is just, yes. you know, and I'm going to, and forgive me for saying this, but here, this is where my mind goes to, you know, with all this. You know, the, you see the ads on social media and the one that kind of strikes me and I'm just like, yeah, okay. You know, the one with the girl, you know, the girl with her Starbucks in her hand. Nope, you know, not me. <laughs> you know, with her, with her you. cute outfit on and her perfect hair with her t- with her t-shirt says kind of classy, mm-hmm. kind of hood. And I look at that and I think some of you went last on the corner at my mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> right, kind of hood. Okay. I mean, it, seriously, it's just like, hmm, okay. 
You know, and it's like, again, and somebody, I saw this on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You, you want to listen to our music. You want to wear the big earrings. You want to do this, you want to do that, but you don't want to get to know us. And that is so true. Yeah. You got you to gotta know. You got to be informed. You got to be educated. I think now is an important time for people to get educated and to learn what these issues are all about so we can come together and make a change. Right. Because it's not going to change unless we come together. We have to come together. You know, it took, um, it took the riots and the, and the, the protesting and everything it did in the sixties for things to change, you know, and it's, it's, I don't, I don't at all condone people rioting and looting. I think it's, a foolish thing to tear down your own communities. Um, however, I'm not ignorant to the fact that it's not just chocolate people that are rioting and looting in yes, communities. Yes, I, I saw videos of the white of the white people mm-hmm. um, at Target. This, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah. The one news channel from back home had, showed a clip, and these people were, you know, they had their what do you call it? Their their business decal on the side of their minivan like really you know you're gonna get caught yeah wow i'm just like seeing but you know that's the thing though you know you got to look at everybody it's right. not just the black people that are doing this and I, that that upsets me too that you know oh you know they're doing this and you know just because a man uh, you know a black man was shot it, it, but the white people are doing it too right yeah you know, right. like that's like i said i mean again i'm ignorant to a lot of issues but um willing to be educated yeah right yeah it's it's i saw a video actually right before our interview and i'm contemplating reposting it just because i I like to keep i like to keep my content upbeat because Mm -hmm. there's so much negativity and and right now there's so much just darkness you know i don't want my page to be one of them um, but it was a beautiful speech. This, this uh, chocolate lady was yelling at all of the protesters who, from what I can see, all of them were vanilla. From what I could see, mm-hmm. um, it didn't go all the way on both sides, but I can see clearly a bunch of them. And um, she was pissed and she cursed them out. She's like, you come over here into this low income community and now we can't take our bus to get to work. You know, she was saying how they were homeless people, that they they used a charging station um, to charge their phones, and now it's not going to work. You know, these, these bodegas and um, businesses you're um, are looting and tearing up right now, those are, a lot of them are immigrant families. Um, they're small businesses. You know, I don't come over here with that because she's like, you you guys come and dis- disturb and tear up this community and then you go home to your comfy lives. And she's like, all y'all better be registered to vote. And she went on to say how she, I guess she's a, a nurse or she works in the hospital and she served the country for 10 years. And I mean, it was a, it was a beautiful, passionate speech. Um... You know, but it it just really drove the point home that, you know, it's it's not just 
the chocolate community out rioting and looting just because they want to tear something up. You know, there's, unfortunately, there's people that feel like, hey, let's take advantage of that and let's go tear some stuff up in the name of Black Lives Matter. You know, it, it and it's, with that being said, it just reminds you that there's a few bad apples in every bunch. Exactly. You know, it's because it's definitely not to say there's been some chocolate people that have that have rioted and looted and tore stuff up and took stuff out too. You know, I've seen clips of both sides, um, but uh, that doesn't mean that either side they're all bad. You know, it shouldn't be that general generalization that we're just all out angry trying to get free stuff out of Target. Right. Um, but um, I will say, oh, well, let me ask you this before I even make that statement. What do you, when you look at people protesting and rioting, because there's there's those, a distinct difference. But when you look at people protesting and rioting, rioting, do you understand why they're doing it? Do you, like, what are your feelings about it when you see those things happening? Well, Mike and I actually had a conversation about the rioting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, again, not that he's ignorant or he's, like, pointing fingers at me because he's not, he's just, in general, no matter who's doing it, he feels that people, you know, should not be doing this because it is not helping what happened to this poor man. He doesn't, you know, but, again, we had a conversation about it, and I said, well, you know, here's my take on it, that, you know, for years, you know, there, there are people, I feel, maybe rioting because they're angry, they're hurt. Right. And when you get to that point inside, you know, kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back, and you keep things bottled up, bottled up, bottled up, eventually, if you don't talk about it, if you don't address it, you, you're going to, you're going to, like, explode. And sometimes you're so angry that yeah. you don't, you don't think straight. Right. And you just are going to, that's it. And so... As far as the people who are riding out of anger over the situation and over the things that have been happening, you know, that I, I, I can understand. Mm-hmm. And, and I, don't, I don't mean it that oh, I completely understand. Like, I can see. see. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that are, you know, when you see people that are just on the news, when you see the video clips on the news, whatever, you, I mean... I don't want to be judgmental, but the people that are doing it, whether they're, you know, white, black, Puerto Rican, whatever, you can tell that by the way they're rioting and looting, that they're just out there to just to do it for, like you said, right. for a reason right. to hit up, a, hit up a business and get free stuff. Right. But I do believe that, you know, there are people who are truly angry and it's, you know, it's not coming from a place of wanting to take advantage of um, George Floyd's death. Right, right. They're just angry because they they're, they're sick of it. Right. And people, you know, how they say you can only, um, wait, uh, how what's the word? You can only take so much. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that's just where, you know, that's where we're at with, you know, that's where yeah. I, that's where I'm at with that, and I I do feel like I I enlightened Mike a little bit. You know when I we when I mm-hmm. we had that conversation, and mm-hmm. it's 
it was good to know that you know he at least could understand where I was coming from because you know. Right. Um, right. But is Mike from South Carolina? No, he is actually originally from Pennsylvania as well. He is from okay. an area um, called Penargel, which is maybe about a half an hour north of Allentown, Pennsylvania. He and I met okay. at the Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I'll tell you that story later. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, I, you know, Mike went to, a, you know, there may have been one black kid in his entire school. Mm-hmm. You know, he graduated in mm-hmm. 1990, you know, lived in the suburbs, and he's not, you know, he, he's like me. You know, he believes that there's good and bad everywhere. And you can't mm-hmm. judge an entire race or culture by the bad things that happen in that race and culture or profession as well, you know, because nurses, you know, we get judged by our bad nurses, doctors get, you know, right. Um, but anyway, but you know, he, at least he's not what, whatever the male word for Karen is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he's open. He, you know, you know, despite the fact that he didn't grow up in the same kind of area and go to the same kind of high school I went to, he is open-minded, which I'm, which I'm grateful for. Because honestly, yeah. I don't think I could be married to somebody who would be close-minded like that. That's right. Just, uh, right. All, in all honesty, you know? Right. And that goes back to what we were saying about it was something that he probably never really thought about because it didn't, you know, it didn't affect him. It's not, you know, an issue where someone in your family has had or, you know what I mean? Like, right. it, it might be, I mean, I don't know, he could have plenty of really close chocolate friends but unless you like you know are really close to someone in that community is something that most people never ever ever think about you know if if it's not their issue um so it's not that you're ignorant out of choice you're just ignorant out of lack of experience yeah lack of experience privilege you know, but you don't know. Once you know better, you have an obligation to do better. But you know, people that are like, you know, I appreciate you, you, and I've, I have really, I really have the most. I'm not gonna get choked up saying this. <laughs> I really felt tears coming. I really do have the most amazing circle of people, whether I know them from the high, from high school, Marine Corps, working professionally, acting, fitness. You know, I've got so, I've got a very broad friends list on social media because I love everybody. You know, I don't care where you're from, what color you are, what you do. You know, I I don't, you, you like me, I like you. You love me, I love you. We good. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say I have had so many of my vanilla friends that have reached out to me both publicly and privately, you included that was just like, you know, I'm so sorry you're hurting. You know, I'm praying for you. You know, I wish it was something I can do. What can I do? You know, just at least willing to open up communication because we're not ever going to progress if we don't, if we don't have that dialogue because no one learns anything. I don't, I wouldn't know how you feel or how you see things to be if I didn't ask you and you wouldn't know how I feel if you didn't ask me. You know, and I think that's a, a, a big reason why most people um, are racist. There's so much that they have never discovered about the other culture that, you know, they don't know. So they just make a general assumption. And it's, it's sad. I'm tired of it. But, um, 
lot of things going on, you know. Um, yeah. You know, COVID's a completely different subject, but mm-hmm. you know, when you have people that are confusing, not, you know, saying that people that go out are wearing masks at the grocery store are living in fear. No, dear, I am not living no. in fear. <laughs> I'm a nurse that I don't know what I'm having contact with. I mean, right. I have a patient today who was admitted for chest pain goes for a cardiac cath and then goes gets discharged the next day because they're all clear and he could have could have had the symptoms gave them to me and I don't know who I'm infecting right it's just um, you know it, it is just people I don't know <laughs> yeah no <laughs> you're right. but you know it's you're right social you're right. media with that all with all that's going on it, it's just it can be emotionally draining but really you know, I've kept my mouth shut about the covid because if, you know, I'm a healthcare professional. I'm a nurse, and, and I'm in a leadership position. At, you know, at my facility, I'm a one of the charge nurses, and you know, mm-hmm. I just as far as that, I had to keep my mouth shut. But I mean, I don't have to. I mean, I could educate people in a nice way, and I have, right. and I have like saying, listen, mm-hmm. you know, COVID's real. You know, whatever, debate amongst yourselves. But mm-hmm. you know, this is. The Black Lives Matter. They they matter. We need to do better for our friends in the Black community. And, right. You know, no matter what race, no matter what, whether you're white, Puerto Rican, we all need to do better for right. the Black community. Uh, and that's right. just how I feel. And I, you know, if anybody disagrees or says, "Oh, well, you know, you're white. Why should you care?" Well, again, because of the, you know, may, again, maybe because of where I grew up is why I'm mm-hmm. passionate about it mm-hmm. and wanting to know more and wanting to help. You know, mm-hmm. it's just. Mm-hmm. My my director um, for my for my for our two units. She's she's a she's a black woman, mm-hmm. you know. And you know she's she. I love her energy. She's just I love her, you know. Right. And I don't think she would like call me in the office and say, "Now that wasn't very nice of you to," you know. And I don't think anybody manager should right. for you know somebody speaking of and wanting to do better in the world. Right. Yeah. Right. I think also you're you're your heart and your mind is more connected and smarter than you give yourself credit for. You know, I, I do think where you come from plays a big factor in it because you're so used to diversity, but you also know deep down, um, we're all humans, you know, regardless of the color of your skin or your religion, your your orientation or anything else at the end of the day we're all humans we should be treated with respect you know it's a basic human right i shouldn't no one should have to be fearful if they get pulled over by the police or they see a police officer and they're doing nothing wrong you know um tell me your thoughts on um kaepernick's protest because I think a lot of people, when it first happened, myself included, until you research it, you really don't under, didn't understand what his point was. Um, but tell me um, if you can remember what your thoughts were originally when he took his stance and then what your thoughts are now, if they've okay. changed. Refresh me on when it happened. That was maybe four, three, four years ago. Okay, because I'm trying, because the only, I'll be honest with you, the only, where, the only place I saw what was going on with Kaepernick was on social media. So I'm kind of thinking mm-hmm. that it happened while I was doing travel nursing and I did not have TV. Right. That's a good possibility. Especially if you don't watch football. 
No, I watch football. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I didn't. Where I would when I when I traveled, I didn't pay extra for cable because I I used my travel nursing, ex, you know, experience to experience other areas. Right. So I want to stay home, and so I thought, don't I'm, why, why even pay for TV? You know, if I want to watch something, I'll watch But a lot of what I saw was ba- you know was on social media about it, and mm-hmm. it took me a while to understand maybe why you know he was mm-hmm. doing what he was doing um i can be completely honest with you at first i thought well you know what my dad was a veteran he's a marine he was a marine um mm-hmm. and you should be standing for that flag you know mm-hmm. that's just and i wasn't very vocal about it you know i just kept that thought to myself you really should be standing for that flag mm-hmm. nobody should you know nobody should kneel during the national anthem you should be standing hand over your heart you know being all patriotic here but that's honestly that's how I felt and mm-hmm. but I also was like but that's not my place to judge even though I was judging by saying everybody, everybody <laughs> should you know right. but, um, I was just you know, generalizing everybody should stand for the flag but I was like if he's wrong that's between him and God not mm-hmm. between me and him and, right. and you know then that's always you know when people do things know that I don't agree with him. well you know what you have your reason and you know but now <laughs> I'm gonna be honest now my opinion on that has changed because now I look at it like well you know what and again it's you know things you see posted on social media but it is but it's true you know everybody flipped out because he took a knee and that he would that was his way of protesting mm-hmm. but you know he was doing it peacefully because he was saddened over, you know, the, the, the system of America, mm-hmm. you know, how black people were being treated. Mm-hmm. And that was just, that was how he was reacting to it. Right. And he's, you know, I, that, and he, he was sad. Again, back to the whole, you know, well, if, if somebody's just going to kneel at a football game for no reason... <laughs> yeah, like I'm just gonna kneel, whatever, you know. Or if people right. are kneeling because he's kneeling, only because he's kneeling, and not caring what they're, why they're doing what they're doing, then I'm like, mm, you know, you got, you know, if if you're doing it just because somebody else is doing it, yeah. But if you're doing something because you truly care, like that would be like me wanting to get educated because everybody else in the world is getting educated. Right. Or, you know, like I said, that's why I'm not like very like put, shoving things down people's throats because you know, honestly, it it again it saddens me when people are looking at other people going, oh well, you're part of the problem because you you didn't you know you're being silent. Everything. Right. But anyway, but back to Kaepernick. Um, yeah, like I said, in 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 the beginning, I just felt like you know everybody should everybody should stand for the flag because you know Mm -hmm. this is america my dad was in the marines but when with all this going on you take a step back and now hold up wait a minute let me let me let me think about this for a minute and it goes back to kind of like the same conversation i had with mike regarding why some the true meaning of why some people are angry and why they're rioting Mm -hmm. does that make sense it makes perfect sense so, I mean, I can't, you know, actually, I will tell you that um, 
friend of mine, her, she, she keeps her, I honestly, I don't even know if she's a Trump supporter or if she's a Democrat, honestly, mm-hmm. and it's friends of ours that, you know, we get together with a lot up there in Charlotte and the daughter's very, she's very liberal. She's a Democrat and mm-hmm. the grandma, the mom, you know, she, um, is Trump. Hmm, I, I have her hidden from my page. I have to, because it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't like her. But I just, I can't. I know what you mean. And there was, we got into the conversation about Kaepernick um, when I was there last year or two years ago, maybe. I think it's two years ago it's been now. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I like your Adidas. And she was like, and, you know, yeah, no Nikes in this house. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And her daughter's like, ma. And I'm like, oh. And her daughter is a very <laughs> intelligent young lady. You know, mm-hmm. she's graduating and she's graduating from UNC in um, Wilmington this coming December. Like I said, very, mm-hmm. you know, she's just an advocate for, you know, just human decency, you know, justice. And she's like, mom, she's like, he had his reasons for kneeling. And she said, you know, she said, how would you feel? She said, if because of the color of your skin, everywhere you went, she's like, you were judged and people looked at you like you were a thug, like other people mm-hmm. in your race. That's what mm-hmm. she said to her. Wow. And I was like, whoa, I was like, man, I was like, I'm sorry, I start, yeah. And she's, you know, just comment, you know, complimented your sneakers and here we are. And right. like, no. she's like, it's okay, Melissa. She goes, don't worry about it. She goes, my mom and I have these discussions all the time. You know, and, and for a young lady, you know, she is right. And I said, and I, and then I, you know, brought up to my friend, I said, you back where I'm from, if you were from Reading, just because you were from Reading, you were automatically labeled as low budget, trash, ghetto, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that, it, 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 you know, that's, you know, that's where we are. But, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm, it, it's teaching me to really look at things. This, this past week, again, it's been really teaching me to look at things and educate myself. And I, because I, I want to learn. I'm teachable. Right. You have to right. be teachable. Human beings need to be teachable. And if you just right. want to, you know, live your life and, well, doesn't bother me. It's not, it's not affecting me. Well, okay. One of our, right. uh, we, I mean, like, we had, a, we were having a conversation at work the other day. Uh, one of my uh, nurse practitioner friends who works in the mm-hmm. trauma team, you know, they were rounded on the unit. They were sitting there and he's like, yeah, he said, well, he said they got the, talked about George's autopsy, the second autopsy that the family requested. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it, it was right. And I said, well, you know, any, I said, you know, if you're, I said, the dude had his knee on his carotid. I was like, that, you know, right, it was right there. And, you know, we had a conversation and we were all talking about it, how, just the things, you know, and we were able to talk about it, educate each other about what happened. And, you know, nobody judged each other. We heard each other out. We're all, we're all saddened over this. We all want to do better, and that's right. you know, there is dialogue, and that's and it's important that we all talk. Right. That is so important. But I want to know. It's co- and it's, it's comforting, comforting to hear that too. But I want to know how how are you feeling right now, Ty? Oh, that's a good question. And I'm gonna not get emotional when I answer that, and I'm <laughs> and I'm not gonna be too long winded. Um, but I, um, I think in part because I was raised not to see 
any type of bias. You know, my my mom was definitely, you know, love everybody type person and, and raised me to not see that. Um, I struggle with understanding how people can see those biases. Um, and a lot of times I want to be able to understand, you know, if I see, um, you know, a video of police brutality, which honestly I see a lot because, um, you know, if you follow certain people, like I follow, you know, certain advocates and, you know, they'll repost things and you want to be able to look at things objectively, not so much to say, well, he deserved it or he did this. And it's more of, okay, well, what, it's clear that this is going to keep happening. We're going to have to be fearful when we get pulled over. But what can we do to avoid it so that we can get home? So I like to watch the, the full video to have a clear understanding of what went wrong, what went right, and figure out what to do next. So watching the video, um, you know, honestly, when I clicked play, I thought there's no way because I had seen commentary where they said he was on his neck. I said, there's no way. There's no way a human being would do something like that. Like, you treat dogs better than that. Like, there's no way. So I finished, barely made it through the whole video. Of course, I was bawling by the time I got to the end. And I remember calling my fiance. And I knew he was out and about because he, he had told me he was going somewhere. I can't even remember where. I just know he had to go on the interstate. And I remember calling him crying and telling him what I just saw. And I'm just like, just tell me that you're safe. You know, let me know you're okay. Like, this is, this is why I ask you, um, you know, are you safe? Because um, when we, when we first got together, I don't think he understood it. Like, I don't want to keep tabs on you. I'm busy. I got a life. <laughs> not to say this isn't important but you know what I mean like I don't need to know every time you go out the door it's more of if you go to the store at 10 o'clock at night you know if I haven't heard from you by 11 o'clock I'm going to be freaking out because I don't know if you made it back home um my fiance is one of the most the if not the most gentle soul I've ever met in a man and he, of course, is a chocolate man who has long, beautiful locks. Um, and he loves driving his grandma's 30-year-old Crown Victorian. And because of all of those things, regardless of the fact that, you know, he is he's gentle, he loves everybody just like I do. Um, he's an amazing guy. He's educated. He's professional. Just because of the color of his skin the way he chooses to wear his hair and the fact that he loves his grandmother's car can have him looked at like a thug. And I'm always like, you know, if he told me he's going to his hometown, which is about an hour away from Charlotte, you know, hey, let me know you made it safe. You know, because I, I am so fearful that I'm gonna get that phone call that something happened you know, so at least if I know you're going from point A to point B and it takes you an hour to get from Charlotte to Shelby, if I hadn't heard from you in an hour and 30 minutes, 
you know, and I can't reach you, I know who to start calling because I know where you are or I can get on the road because I know you, I know where you, you know, where you're going to. And, um, I always thought that, and I would always ask him to do that, but it really hit me one day when we were talking, um, this was before Ahmad. I don't remember what had happened, but it was another police brutality, something or other going on. And we live on two opposite sides of town. Mine, I'm more around more vanilla. He's around more chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he says, he said to me, why do you think, um, oh, I know what it was. I'd seen a lot of police officers just sitting around like um, when school is coming out, I guess they just sit there just as a safety thing. I don't really know. Um, but at, and it's a private schools, I've seen a lot of police officers there. So I was telling him like I'd seen police officers everywhere. And, um, he said, why do you think I don't like coming to your side of town late at night? And if I do, I don't leave. And I said, why? He said, because I'm a black man with locks driving a crown Victoria. So they pulled me over just to pull me over. You know, just because I don't look like I fit in that side of town. And it took my breath away because you know when you're, you know, when you love someone and you know someone like that, you know what they're capable of and what, you know, what they're not. And it was just like, I never, I never processed it that way. You know, that just because of the color of his skin and his car, that's suspicious enough you know what I mean and add the locks and he must be a drug dealer or druggie or something which is all so far from the truth but um, it brought up all of those emotions of my everyday fears of him not making it home Um, my brothers um, one who is very big in statue knowing that him again very gentle spirit but someone not seeing that it made me think about um the one the only one incident i've ever had with a police officer um and it didn't go completely left obviously i'm still here but he made me extremely uncomfortable um And he started yelling at me because I was crying. I was real emotional. Um, Well, I might as well go ahead and tell that story now, huh? Right. Um, When my my bonus dad had died, um, and then a week or so later, um, my ex-husband and I had this big falling out, and we had to have, we had this legal custody stupid thing that we we both regret. Um... And I was on my way to go teach a pound class and I just got served with the papers. Now me not knowing how custody works, um, I thought, oh my God, they're going to take my baby away. And you know, you're on my Facebook page, you know, that's my whole heart right there. Exactly. Um, and I'm freaking out and trying to get myself calm so I can go teach this class and I'm talking to my mom. And so this was literally the week after uh, my bonus dad died, who was, you know, like my daddy that he raised me. Um, so 
I'm just, I'm super emotional. I'm, I'm a mess. And there was this long turning lane. And apparently he says, I got into the turning lane too early. So he pulled me over. Cause when he had, when he pulled me over, I was like, well, what the heck did I do? Um, Cause I literally just made the turn. And he said, you rode the turning lane too long. And I was like, I don't understand how it can be too long if it exists to be that long. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I was genuinely confused. And he was like, well, you could have, uh, there were like other restaurants along that turning lane. So he's like, you could have turned into any of those. You're not supposed to ride the lane all the way down. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that, you know, I, I didn't know. And um, I apologize. And, you know, he, I could tell he was a little agitated, I guess, because I, I was genuinely confused. And he went to his car and he came back and I'm talking to my mom and I was already nervous when I got pulled over because I didn't know why I was getting pulled over. And, um, you know, I'm crying to my mom because I'm like, oh, my God, if he gives me a ticket, I can't afford a ticket right now. <laughs> like, you know, I got to get this lawyer now. You know, we got this going on. And then my dad had just died. Like, I'm just a whirl of emotions. And um, he comes back to the car and my mom, being the mom that she is, she instantly started praying. You know, when I start crying, saying, oh, my God, I can't afford a ticket. So you can hear her, you know, on the phones. I was talking to her through my speaker um, in the car and she's praying, you know, you know, Father God, protect my protect my baby. Lord, give him give him grace or, you know, or something like that, you know, and she's just praying and saying, Father God, Father God, Father God. So he comes back to the car and he hears her and he's like, who's on the phone coaching you? Now I'm, I'm crying now. I'm crying. <laughs> and for some odd reason, when my mom would call me from her cell phone, because we were trying to get my dad's Facebook page stuff straight. And I think the numbers got connected somehow. So for some reason, every time she called me, it would say his name and not hers, which was hard, but it, it is what it is. So he looks at my, you know, at the, the dash where you see the number and the name. And he said, who's Willie Boyd? And at this time I'm sobbing because he's yelling at me, like, you know, yelling at me. My mom is now starting to cry and she's praying. I'm crying because I'm scared and I'm trying to figure out like, why are you being aggressive with me right now? Like I'm literally sitting here crying <laughs> because I can't afford a ticket for something like I didn't know I did anything wrong, you know? And he's like, you know, who's, who's coaching you? Who's on the phone coaching you? Get off the phone. And I'm trying to explain to him like, you know, sir, that is my mom. You know, we just buried my daddy. You know, I, I literally had the, the program in the car. I was trying to show him the program. Like, we're just really emotional right now. You know, like it's, it's you know, no one is coaching me. And he finally just with an attitude was like, well, I'm gonna let you get yourself together. And, you know, here's your ticket. And he went off to his vehicle and um, I was a wreck because one, I didn't understand the aggression. Two, I had another thought being the way that I think, being a disabled veteran, being someone who's dealt with depression, anxiety, and suicide, 
what if my mind was not stable at that moment and yeah you know the cop going about his way but when you when you make an oath to protect and serve shouldn't you make sure i was okay that i didn't run into somebody's you know business or house on the road that i was at you just drive off you know um it, it, it so I, I know that was kind of on a tangent but I had to feel like I had to tell that story but you know it brought up the feelings of fear at that moment you know and me you know n doing nothing wrong y'all know I'm very straight laced um heading to go teach class <laughs> um you know like I knowing that I've served this country, like, you know, I've never done anything illegal. Like I get like, I, you know, I, I try to do the right thing at all times. You know, it was just, it was hurtful because it was like, he didn't see me as a human being that was hurting at that moment and, you know, and confused. And now you've made me frightened, but, um, it, it brought up that it brought up the fact that, um, here we are in 2020 thinking that we've made progress. And, you know, when, when I was growing up, they were still, even in the eighties and nineties, there were still teachers and people that would tell you if you're black, you can't do a certain thing. You can't be president of the United States because look, there's never been one. There can't be one. There won't be one, you know, and to know now that we've had one, and we're still not looked at as equal. You know, people would still look at me or my fiance, my brothers, you know, one of which who's um, in, currently serving in the Air Force right now. You know, my friends, many of who are veterans or, you know, professionals, none of us criminals or thugs in quotation marks, but knowing that at any moment, any of us can be looked at as a threat, you know, um, it's terrifying. Um, it makes me, I can't even be angry anymore. You know, I think watching um, Ahmad's situation made me angry because I felt like they hunted him down like a dog mm. watching George Floyd just hurt you know and I think um for me personally I cried every day last week I cried every day this week I haven't stopped crying yet just just because it it hurts to know that we it seems like we will never be understood we'll never be truly valued um even though we've made great contributions to this country we were brought to we will never be fully valued or um, appreciated, loved, or any of that. And to know most of us, you know that our hearts are completely different than that. We we love we love everyone. We forgive those who you know hurt our ancestors. Like we're not even on that anymore. But we'll never be looked at the way we look at other um, races and thinking about inclusion and loving everybody. 
and loving everybody with open arms will never get that back. It was, um, it's been, it's been extremely hurtful, hurtful, scary, scared to go out the house. Um, I had a, didn't put on my, my turn signal yesterday and looked up, um, and I was like, I think that's an unmarked cop. And I saw him open up his laptop. I was like, oh God, I instantly started praying. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I totally forgot to put my turn signal on, like going into me and turning lanes. We don't do too well together. But <laughs> that time I, I literally did forget to put on the turning signal. I had it on the other time. Um, you know, everyone else, I'm seeing other people go past me, speeding past me. And I'm, I'm looking and paying attention to who's doing what, because he's still behind me. And you know, my car is very bright. It's orange and Wonder Woman everywhere. You can't miss it. So <laughs> I'm looking at all of these vanilla people going past the speed limit, just passing me. I'm like, nope, I'm going to stay the speed limit and I'm just going to keep trucking along until you pass me, you know? And I'm thinking like, oh my God, none of them are fearful. None of them are nervous. You know, I had to, I just started praying and then made sure I looked normal so my kid didn't freak out because talking to her about the the state of the nation right now you know she doesn't understand it. she just can't comprehend as she so eloquently put it I don't understand why the vanilla people don't like the chocolate people what did the chocolate people do to the vanilla people <laughs> um having to explain to her why people are protesting um, and, and and explain the history and it's 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 frightening you know it makes me frightened for her for her future you know if I have more children you know especially if I have sons you know um, it's just hurtful and I talked way too long I did not mean to go into that tangent, but that is exactly how I feel. No one, I don't think anybody's really asked me that. I think you're the first person to ask me that. Well, I mean, I feel it's important to know how, you, how you're feeling. You know, because this, yeah. you know, this is this is affecting you. It's affecting me. Um, maybe in different ways, you know. But, you know, like you said, we got to keep the dialogue. And right. I'm not right. going to be able to... Uh, understand again I and I, I I try not to use the word understand too loosely especially mm -hmm. you know when I know other people are hurting and it's you know because I don't understand the quotes here but I want to be able mm -hmm. to listen to you I want you to be able to know that you know you can talk to me and tell me how you're feeling and there's no it's a no judgment zone yeah, that, I appreciate you know, that. Exactly, because I'm I'm about human beings. You know, it just I, I get upset and jacked up over the fact that you know I I get judged based on being from the north. Uh, oh, go the f back north if you don't. Yeah. Like the I've been called an effing Yankee. Bye. Really? Yes, girl. Oh well, you you really I mean, are in South Carolina, unfortunately. I love my home state. I really do. I love my home state, but we. They, yeah, the isms are definitely, and not just racism, the isms are definitely in South Carolina about, you know, the North versus the South. And again, I think that's deep rooted stuff. But I see, 
see it. And I'll be honest with wow. you. I mean, I see people, you know, um, even my own colleagues, that they'll... And it's a shame to say that people, uh, that healthcare professionals would, you know, be this way, but I can see the judgment when they have to take care of uh, patients from other ethnicities, whether they're, it's a black patient, mm. a Puerto Rican patient, you know, whatever. And it's just, I don't know. And I mean, I hear the, oh, I could never, you know, live in this place or that place because people just do whatever the hell they want. But at the same time, <laughs> it's these same people that are, you know, oh, praise Jesus. Oh, bless your heart. Oh, I can't. Right. I mean, I'm just like, listen, I'm like, I am straightforward. I'm real, you know, and it's just, you know, there, it breaks my heart to see people who are supposed to take an oath to care for human life be like that. Because again, you know, those, you know, just because, you know, there's, you know, their skin's a certain color, they speak a different language. It doesn't mean that, you know, whatever. It's it just, it's. Like I said, this is why I've decided that I need to, again, get educated so, you know, I can learn more and just, you know, not be so ignorant to the situations that are going on around me just because they don't affect me. Because, I, again, I, I right. think that's where I came from. And when I tell people I know who I am, I know where I come from, part of that is being able to have the conversations with my black friends right now and, you know, to... Um, get it, you know, again, to be educated. I'm, I'm, I know right, I'm, right. I know I'm going on using the overusing that word, but it is just. No, you're fine. I am, like, I'm, I'm just. I, I, it's. Last night on the news, I forget, it was on ABC America and something. Um, they were just talking about COVID and then, you know, they got into, you know, George Floyd and. Um, it's Ahmed, right? Am I saying that right? Mm hmm. Okay. Say um, that, that last part. Ahmed. I'm saying his name right. I'm saying his name correctly. Is that I'm pronouncing it correctly? Ahmed. Ahmad. Ahmad. I'm sorry. But yeah. It took me. No, it's okay. It took me a minute. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Um, <laughs> Ahmad. Yeah. Ahmad. But, you know, and just the things, you know, and they they said it, and it makes perfect sense. We've been hitting the snooze mm -hmm. button every time these things happen. Yep. But mm -hmm. not eventually have to get out of bed and you got to wake up right and i think right that i've me personally i've been woke because you're right you know mm -hmm. you were right earlier it's the, that's something that never really affected me directly or anybody mm -hmm. i love directly but again it's just because i want to be a better human and i want to do better for this world you know because you know i, I my, my son says he'll never have children but that could change one day and what if he, he yeah. would have a child? I don't want that child to grow up with, you know, I mean, and Jonathan, when I, I know, it's just because I know Jonathan, I know he would, I know how he would raise his children. And he wouldn't raise mm -hmm. them to be narrow-minded. He would raise them to be open-minded, such as like he is. But I want yeah. a safer world for, for our children. I mean, George, you know, George is, daughter was they, they showed a video clip of her today Ty, and I, my heart just broke that little girl why why are they mm. saying my daddy's name oh sweet girl 
I mean, you're just. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw a picture of that where she said, "My daddy, my daddy changed the world," or yes. something like that. I just didn't check for ethnicity for um, authenticity yet, so I didn't want to say for sure. But yeah, I mean, she, yeah. Our listeners, like I said, the, uh, one of the Philadelphia news channels I follow on Facebook posted it, and I just mm-hmm. thought watching it. How do you explain it? Like you know how you said you, you know how you explain these things to Ty? Mm-hmm. That mother is just. My heart went out to her. I mean, I just can't. Yeah. Ty, all I know is that people need to come together. Absolutely. You know, see people for who they are. It's just, I guess maybe because I'm open-minded, you know? Maybe because I, you know, even living in, New York and LA when I you know for when I did travel nursing you know just being among diversity and like I said and where right you know but thank you for letting me come on I mean thank you thank you for coming on I, I appreciate you and just kind of repeat it <laughs> it's okay but you know it's just I'm kind of don't you know maybe part of why I don't get on the socials and rant is because I don't know what to say to help anybody but I you know actions speak louder than words and sometimes you know just the little things you do just listening like I said every time right I, I listened to Alex's you know what Alex had to say and tonight Sunday she's one of the Peloton instructors she's doing a speak out ride at 6 30 and I'm like do I do you know I'm gonna reach out to my girl Beth and be like are we doing this ride at 6 30 or are we doing it tomorrow together you know just, right. I want to do it. I'm going to do it, but I want to do it with my friend so we can talk about it. Like, what'd you get out of right. it? Right. I love it. And yeah, I love it. And it's just, you gotta, you, like she said, you know, she gave a little preview. You got to be, you know, it, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That's how you grow. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Right. Don't, we, don't we tell people that in fitness class? <laughs> I always tell people right? that. Well, if you want to you know? progress, you got to get on. Like Alex says, what Alex says. He said, you can't, you know, if you want to, if you want to see progress, you got to get uncomfortable. You, you know, I, I mean, I love that man. Right. That's how my goal. You do. You really do. With anything. I'm like, don't, I'm like, don't, so I'm like, don't worry. I'm not leaving you for Alex. <laughs> 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 Listen, right, you know when I went up last year, when I went up home, it's almost a year already. Um, I went up for, um, level up for pound. Um, but mm-hmm. the day before, Mike and I went to New York, and I took I went to the Peloton studio and took a live ride with Alex, and um, just he is just I I I love that man. He is just so genuine, Aww. right? And I mm-hmm. said, yes, I wanted a Peloton, but my fiance bought me the diamond stand. That's him standing out there in the lobby, by the way, when we took our picture, right? <laughs> Girl, he ran up to him. And he gave him a hug and said, welcome to the family, brother. And I'm like, oh, my God, Alex is hugging my fiance. <laughs> oh my and, you know, just when, um, then when I went up for my 100th ride back in March before the COVID really hit, um, mm-hmm. I was going into the studio and I was running, I was kind of, I had to buy water because the first time I had been there back in June, they gave you free water. Mm-hmm. Now you have to buy it, whatever. So I was looking for my bike. I said, to the girl, where's bike 23? I picked 23 because Mike and I were getting married on the 23rd. Long story short, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, 
I was like, today's, I, so I said, today's my 100th ride. And she's like, oh, she goes, I'm going to put you one row up since that person obviously. And I was like, oh, right for the Alex. He's thoughtless. <laughs> he looks over and goes, oh, I like your energy. He said, you're giving me life right now. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, oh my God. And this is being, like, this was a live ride. I mean, that people mm -hmm. at home on their Pelotons in their home were watching all this. <laughs> oh. And I'm just That's like, so cool. And I'm just like, oh my God. And then she's like, hmm, oh, wait a minute. She's like, I'm going to put you over here on bike number six. And I'm like, oh God, right in front of Alex. Girl, I cannot look at him. And then, like, during the ride, he, he called me out, right? He's like, because, you know, they have, since they've all been riding from, doing their live rides from home right now, you can see when, on their mm -hmm. Instagram stories how they can see where people, who has milestones. And they have, like, like there's a little number aside of your name, you know, for your milestone. Mm -hmm. So, during the ride, he's like, Melissa Poundford, where are you at? I was like, I, like, raised my hand, like, right here. <laughs> <laughs> And, and he's like, he's like, oh, that's you? He said, I'm telling you. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm being truthful with you because your energy, he said, it gave me life. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, that's like, I love this man. I can't. I mean, he, and he is. I, mean, I, I came to him through my girl best because I was like, you know, missing New York, missing the energy of the instructors. And, you know, because I had Joyce and all them up there in New York, Japan. So she's like, if you, mm -hmm. I described this, I described Tyler. And she's like, hmm. She goes, then you want Alex. Well, that was it. Well, that ended, and the rest is history. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but there's a. Yeah, it's so cool. But anyway, I know. But it's nice to talk to him. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I love, don't get me wrong, I love my fiance. And he's been working at home since this all started. And all my days off, it's like all day long, I hear that work phone ringing from the office. <laughs> You are so fine. I'm I'm super happy that you joined me today to to have this chat and it's always nice to to talk to you, to talk right. to somebody, but to talk to you because we you know, we can be a hit and miss and it's really nice just to hear people's voices these well, days. I was know, almost coming the, to Charlotte um, next month. But Mo the Motley crew and then canceled their big stadium tour. So, Aww. I mean, with the rise yeah. of the COVID cases in Charlotte, I don't know if I'd be wanting to be in, a, in you know, the stadium there. Yeah, I'm, I'm still stuck in the house. That's scary. Yeah, I'm still mostly staying in the house. Right. Just for that reason, I, I can't. I'm not risking it. Yeah. But thank you so much for joining us today nice. for Tea Talk with Ty. Yes. Until next time. Thanks for joining me this week on Tea Talk with Ty. I would love to connect with you. I am on all social media platforms at I am Ty Wonder and online at tywonder.guru. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave me a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week. <laughs>